Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 311, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello, Ben. Hi. Hi. And we're here with Adam. Hey. Hey. It's me. It is, and you've subscribed through Prime Gaming, 16 months running. If you listen and want to come along and join us on a Wednesday evening, you can do so over on the Art of Lies Network channel on Twitch, which you should probably do. Drop by every, you know, doesn't have to be every week. Every now and again, share a beer with us as we're sat here recording the episode. Uh, we uh, dropped out last week. We were all either away or uh, sickly. So we didn't do a show, uh, an episode last week. But we're back for loads of chat this week. We're talking about maybe... Quite big games that might take a lot of time to get into, but maybe some small experiences as well. Um, how are you both, Lucy? Are you, are you good? Are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? I know you're feeling a little bit rough. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm over the worst of it. Still good. taking antibiotics to get rid of this horrible cough. I'll be on the water this week. Yep. And sound more nasally than usual, but <laughs> yeah. That's I'm fair. good. That's fair. Good. 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 Uh, and Adol, how about you? How are you feeling? Ah, pretty good. Uh, got new locks on the door, which meant that the more work on the house. So, uh, <laughs> but got some work done. You know, had had a nice week off in Cornwall, mm. and uh, yeah, it's good. 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 Playing some games finally. Oh, hooray! We'll be we'll be getting to those uh, this evening, but potentially in the next episode in 312 we'll see oh that might be something to talk about this episode as well let's see uh first we shall crack some beers as we always do uh lucy uh as you let us know you're not drinking this evening so adult we'll come to you for your first beer for the evening this is the beer it is in front of me it is the beatnik republic Qanot silhouette uh it's a nipa six percent a QAnot silhouette is a Nipah exclusively hopped with a QAnot. We've paired the complex citrus and tropical fruit profile of the hops with a lower bitterness, ha- hazy, and super soft body. Soft, hazy, and very hoppy. Yeah. Nice. 330 mil can, 6%. Can't complain. Nice. Cool. Uh, I am going to then open a beer from Polly's. Um, it's 6.1% IPA called, I think it's Blur Orion. B L E U R. It suggests it's got Comet, Mosaic, and Sabro in it. Um, that's kind of everything, although it does let me know it's also got malted barley, oats, and wheat uh, as the allergen, so there's some of the malts that uh, that will be in there as well. Um, but yeah, don't get much from Polly's these days. Nice can art, as always, as Polly's sort of... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. have been consistently uh, smashing out as of late. Ooh, not much, not much carbonation or fizz when I cracked the can, which is interesting. Oh, I had the opposite. Yeah, see how it is when we poured. How, how is yours? We'll come back to you for it. Wow. Uh, yeah, quite carbonated. The head is lasting a while. Um, I don't know. You can probably not... You look closely on the video feed, you can see that it's been about 30 seconds, and it's... You can just see the top of where the head was, and it's like 
barely disappearing on us. Mm. Um, so it's a loose, big bubbled, but quite firm head. Um, you're getting that Aquinot, um, those tropical and citrus um, flavors on the nose right away with a little bit of a dankness on the back end, which is nice. Just mm. a really full, really full nose, a real full nose. <laughs> Um, it's the really fullest one. Ah, the fullest, the fullester. Um, oh, it's been a while since I have Yukunot, and frankly, this they call it the silhouette, and I think it's a good name for it because it's really displaying the hop quite nicely. Sometimes mm. you get these beers with um, like a hop name in the title, and they might be the only hop, but they don't really do. <laughs> that much um and here you're getting yeah like like this very hoppy lovely tropical like citrus like i said slightly dank yeah almost a bit of a nuttiness it's also just incredibly smooth on the mouthfeel it's six percent and i think that's what's do helping do that none of the sweetness from six percent all of this the sort of luxurious mouthfeel that you, you want out of a or you get out of a higher ABV beer. Really excellent. Um, I mean, if you A, like a QAnon, or B, want to know what a QAnon is, I think this is an excellent uh, way to figure that out. Yeah, nice. I don't know if I have much else to say. It's just really good. does exactly what it says on the tin, which is great. Uh, well, I will say that it, because it's, it's a nice full-bodied beer, I'm not going to be reaching, and it has a longer finish, I'm not going to be reaching... I'm not going to be downing this really quickly because I'm still getting that lingering taste. The finish is not bitter at all. Uh, it's about neutral on the sort of drying out your mouth. So I can easily take a little bit more of a sip, relax with it, come back in a few minutes. You know, it's, not, it's definitely a nice sippable, full-bodied experience. Hmm. That's good. Nice. Considering good. it's pre-30 mil. Yeah. I mean, I say that, but like... <laughs> it's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ben's beer. Mm. Fucking, I'm, I'm talking like in I'm, beer. <laughs> yeah, I've um, I've I've started to uh, to feel a little bit of a cold as well. You you'll hear it in my uh, in my voice. Yeah. But I am a little bit bunged up too, so I'm not going to give many notes on um on the, the the taste or the smell of this week because I'm probably not getting the full effect of the beers at the moment but it looks lovely as Polly's beers kind of always do they're that edge on that sort of slightly lighter straw um got a color whilst being a thick thick old oh wow just block um oh. but what i can get from the nose it's very light there's a little light amount of sort of fruits in there maybe maybe some sort of again hard to pick out it's a slightly sweeter tropical fruit um, which in the flavour is there but there's loads of other stuff going on that potentially I'm not quite picking up on the nose um, you're getting that nice sort of sweet tropical fruit but it starts to be kind of pulled back a little bit and there's this sort of lovely kind of creaminess um, you know maybe a little bit of a, a kind of a coconutty sort of finish which is starting to blend in with that fruit giving over a slightly more floral flavor overall so mm -hmm. a tiny uh, um sort of um 
sort of almost fragranced flavour, just that little hit at the back of it being just a little sort of touch of when you, you know, you get some potpourri or some very vigorous kind of aftershave or something, and you get that slightly alcoholy kind of hit Mm. to it. This this has that. I think it's those combination of of flavours which are giving it uh, that, that that creaminess and also that slightly ripe, sweet tropical fruit, but there's also this very light bitterness in there as well, just kind of cutting underneath everything, which is the lasting flavour, and that pairs quite nicely with that slightly more fragranced alcohol kind of hit that sits with that so they pair quite nicely even though there's kind of the the, the things are going on to lead to that point those two sort of hit and then just sort of sit with you um it's lovely and easy even you know that that kind of floral notes so those slightly fragranced floral notes can be quite overpowering in a beer um and these aren't too big they're not massive and in your face enough to be kind of puckering um, or, or or make me sort of shy away from it. It's, as I say, it's paired nicely with that bitterness enough that it's just quite easy to drink. And you oh. sort of expect a bit of a kind of a bitter, bigger uh, um, sort of hit to come because you're already experiencing that from those flow of, of flavours. So as with most of Polly's beers, very very well made flows very nicely through um through what i'm getting from it at least today um so yeah that is blur orion Uh, who knows why it's called that not a clue they probably don't either to be fair it's just words i think these uh brewers just put you know random just just pick a number random letter generator yeah exactly yeah word generator generator. yep definitely Just like color plus tree, and they're just like, um, yeah, uh, blue oak. Oh, there's totally going to be a beardle, and that's people who just <sighs> name the beer after like the wordle of the day they thought of the recipe, the day they started it, and then the day that they <laughs> ca- like canned it, and it's like the the. Cater moist depth. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should make this site. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get beers like Action Force and. And then mm. will be bought by Untap. Exactly. Okay. And I imagine. For a low seven figure. Yeah. Sum. Done. And made made for life. You might be able to. Not really. <laughs> not made for your wife, but made for us instead. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Well, the other loves of work, your life. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> any amount of money that's given to me where I still have to work I'll be like keep it <laughs> yeah, that's fair don't want that's it yeah. I want enough where I don't have to work another day in my life <laughs> two million just, keep it is it yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you, you'll have about ten I think I think ten would set you enough that <sighs> the interest mm. plus some very good initial investments you know would get yeah, here would get you sorted yeah. yeah yeah well it depends how long I'm planning to live. Oh, not long. 10 mil. Not long, mate. I could die within a week. Tell you <laughs> <that>. <laughs> to be fair, that is a lot of cocaine. Um, 
Let's get cracking with uh, video game chat this evening then. Um, I, I think because I, I can hear my voice already starting mm. to go, perhaps we, I can jump in with, uh, um, with what <coughs> I've been playing first. Because uh, Lucy, I know that you've been um, playing a, a far as Changing Tides. Is mm. uh, I, I played like twenty minutes of that. So, oh, um, but yes, you. do carry on. Yes, do carry okay. on. Cool. Um, so, I played Far Lone Sales. What, like four or five years ago? Now that game must have come out. Um, I could probably do a quick Steam search. Someone's hey, I see Adele going to the keyboard. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's a game which kind of lives rent free in my head. I, I, I love that game. 2018, okay. Um, so only four years, nice. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience with, uh, with Far Lone Sales. Yeah. Um, it tells a very kind of abstract adventure, I suppose. Uh, sort of not an abstract story necessarily, but it's, it's, it's one of these games where it doesn't sort of hit you with the with the story the story comes along the journey um and you're uh, basically it's a side scroller where you um, um repair and improve on a vehicle to travel across the land you know this this kind of climate change affected sort of uh, civilization ended uh, land and you appear to be one of the last kind of characters living within this space and and changing tides is almost the same game really yeah. Um, it, it retain- which is a good thing. Which, as far I mean, as I can tell, you know, it's one of those where the first game, I think, it 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 was one of those that didn't last for a long time. It was probably what four hours or something. Mm-hmm. But as you say, as a lasting impression, and just it leaves you wanting more, which is what a good game does. And, yeah. Um, if this is more, I'm very happy with that. So. It, it kind of it is, mm-hmm. but it isn't like i can mm. delve into that and again it's probably another four hour experience roughly um i checked the trophies after i'd finished it and there's a trophy for beating it in 210 minutes i don't know why that's maybe a significant kind of number um but 210 minutes is three and a half hours so i'd played for longer than that because i hadn't got the trophy for it mm-hmm. um i don't think that would be much of an ask you know, especially on a second playthrough when you know what you're doing, where you're going, the kind of uh, how to solve the light puzzles that you encounter mm. along the journey. The, the the change in this one is that you're, I suppose, changing tides. It gives away the game, but you're in the sea in a boat. Yeah. Um, whereas the first game started you out kind of on land in this almost uh, uh, like what, sand, sand skimmer. Yeah, yeah, all along the dunes and things. Uh, this one puts you in a boat and does the, the, the same kinds of things that, that, um, Lone Sales did in that it, it gets you to improve on your vehicle. You know, stuff kind of happens, story <laughs> moments happen along the way, which kind of break the boat in a, in a way and you have to try and fix it. And there's some light kind of puzzle mechanics, um, within the environment to be able to do those kinds of things. A- again, very similar to the, to the first game. One of my issues with Changing Tides is I don't know whether they've tried to make it slightly more involved or mm. slightly more kind of complicated because there's various elements of this game which didn't quite gel um, as I was okay. sort of playing through. So they 
with within the boat and as the game does you can kind of zoom out and you can just see the vehicle traveling along the landscape or you can zoom in and you you cut through the vehicle and it's for uh-huh. people who haven't played it it's similar to stuff like um oh, what was the space one lovers in a dangerous space time where you cut oh, yeah. through the vehicle so you can see kind of inside it and you're moving you know, on a 2d sort of flat plane side view uh, across and around the vehicle um but there were lots of things that that didn't quite work for me felt a little bit over kind of complicated so you can have a sail on your boat you have to go outside you raise the sail you climb up it and jump off with a hook to to well raise the mast sorry jump off with a hook to raise the sail up you then got an engine inside and you have to it's not just a case of like jump down and you're on the engine you've got to move through the space to get to the engine, put some fuel in, and all of that's kind of fine, but the optimization of the vehicle felt a little bit <coughs> awkward. And various spaces within that vehicle felt almost redundant. Um, there's a, um, people will get this kind of early on in the game, but there's two ways of being able to feed fuel into the engine. You can either just run up to the side of it and press, uh, you know, square on PlayStation at least to drop it straight in. And then you jump up and down on the bellows straight away to get the engine going. Or you go and put it underneath the engine on a hook. And then you can stack up four in a row. And then you can jump on a button above that and it will take one in. And then you can sort of jump on top. When that fuel runs down, you can jump on the button again. That will take the next one in. And I found I never used that. Mm-hmm. I basically just left a pile of stuff next to the engine. <laughs> just grab it, put it in, jump up and yeah. down, grab it, put it in, jump well, up and down. Hmm. So interesting that they give you options in this game. Because like, in the first it was like, okay, you have to do this to yep. get the vehicle running and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where if you don't change anything, then maybe a bit underwhelming, sort of like how we talked about submerged. Yes. Uh, hidden depths a few weeks mm. ago. And I, I it's, in, it's interesting that you say it's very involved because the last game felt like you were, you know, spinning plates and, um, and that was probably, the, that's what kept you going rather than, it's because it's a very simple game, but, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of juggling all those things at once is what gave the game momentum for me and just like, yeah, very so, much. You have that here as well. So yeah. the engine will kind of overheat or it will, it will rise in temperature and you have a, uh, within the, the, the sort of the innards of the boat, you have this uh, uh, lever and then this kind of uh, hose and you can either pump water or mm. be like a vacuum and suck air and you can get it onto the water setting and use that to cool down the engine. You then want to put more fuel in, jump up and down mm. on the bellows to get it back up to its okay. maximum. And there's various mm. things that also uh, build on that. You know, the improvements to the boat um, come through, um, obviously through moving through the environment, getting to those certain sort of story points. But they all kind of build on top of each other. So, you know, once you've built up your maximum to your um, your engine, you start to charge something a little bit later on and you can mm. then use that. And there's various things that it kind of work in tandem, which do work quite well. But again, there's these few little kind of redundancies around mm. yeah. some of these yeah. uh, some of these things, which... Yeah, because I, I guess in the first game, everything felt important and inconnected. Yes. So 
yeah, some throwaway mechanics probably. Yeah, and it's it's, it's not in this. Yeah, it's not maybe throwaway mechanics, just more oh. kind of they've they've potentially thought we need to give a few more options. Um, mm. Let's some players might want to optimize this in different ways, and it could just be that I didn't use that because I just felt more comfortable. I don't care where the stuff was piled up in the boat. Mm. Yeah, I just yeah. chucked it in. Uh, and and some players might want that great to give that kind of option but it does feel like they've gone right we've got this we need to make this for the oh, for the yeah. second game and also i felt that in the sort of the environmental puzzles as well you know uh far as a game series kind of likes to do things on multiple scales so you have the minutiae of moving the vehicle through the environment but then you have that grander scale where you realize you know you get to an environment you're seeing sort of the environment in the background and these sort of crumbling buildings or, or, or in this game there's sort of some effects with loads of weather which which kicks in and again there was in the first game as well um but kind of that affects how the boat will move through the environment you know if you've got this storm and thunder and lightning and things you don't want to have your sail up because lightning will hit it and will damage it so you've got to then repair it it's better to right. get it down and conserve your fuel for those kinds of those kinds of things so it's kind of it works on multiple scales really really well but there were points and i think i don't know whether it's because they've tried to have that kind of grand scale at least in the the world and when you're doing these kind of more environmental puzzles they want them to be that little bit bigger they want them to tell you a bit of story as well you know so you're going through the ruin of an old building you're kind of moving up through a space to be able to drop something into you know an upgrade into your boat or something like that and there are a couple of points which stumped me for you know maybe five minutes um i butted up against something which basically stopped the boat and wouldn't move mm. and i'm like right cool you can get out and swim so i swam under the boat that was blocking my path there's nothing kind of on there i jumped onto the boat and there was nothing there blocking my path i'm like cool fine i burnt all through all of my fuel to get the, oh. get the engine going and going and going. Is it, does it just need to, am I going to get it so it starts to push the more the engines go? No, that didn't work. And it was, uh, actually that I needed to raise my mast uh. and climb up it because then there was a ladder leading me up. Uh, okay. And the only way the kind of the game signified that to me, and it, maybe it should have been enough, but yeah. I had the, the boat, the item that was blocking me. And then the structure that sat just behind the boat extended up past the top of the camera. And it tries to do some of that kind of signposting with the world and with the environment. You know, you will, you will see kind of the, the path that you sort of need to take because it is funneling you that little bit. But some of those are a bit, a little bit more oblique. You know, oh, suddenly the, the, you know, this is going up. So that's where I need to kind of go. And I didn't quite pick up on some of those cues. Um, there's also, I don't know whether you've noticed, Lucy, oh. by the engine, there is a circle kind of in the background, which has a picture of the boat. Very small. Oh, and no, I, I literally haven't even got to the point where I've seen the cross section okay. of the inside of the boat. Yep, yep. Carry Fine. on, carry on. Um, so that on the back also pings out a little radar 
Okay. And it will present a few little blue dots kind of with relation. So if the boat's here, a blue dot pings there. There's something mm-hmm. you can get in the environment if you jump out and swim down to it and pick that up. Nice little tip. I realized that about 20 minutes before the end of the game. Um, <laughs> I'm like, why is it? Why is this sort of thing? And it will show you that like, put your sail up now. This is when you should have your kind of your, your, your sail up and stuff. So it's trying to hint a little bit at you, but not in a way that I picked up on yeah. quickly yeah. at all. Um, but that's, saying, that's funny. Thank you for the tip. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> um, saying this and, and having these sort of minor, and they're minor quibbles with how what you're meant to be doing is conveyed to you. I still managed to work it all out for myself anyway, because it's not a taxing game. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. There's enough within sort of your grasp that it is not easy to figure out. It, it, it's it is self-explanatory enough. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You're... That's what's great about those games. Like you're just thrown in. It's like, what am I doing? It's like you just pick it up. You know, it's just so intuitive. I mean, that's like probably one of the, you know, uh, underestimated thing of, of just how intuitive it is and how easy it is to pick up. Like the first game, like without even, and this is a whole different set of like mechanics mostly. Um, for what it seems, but it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you, you just, you know, press a few buttons and, you know, push the right things and it, you got your little ship going. Yeah. Um, and what, what I, what I was thinking, you know, the first game when you run out of fuel and you had to get like the, the toe and literally drag it. Just your drag ship. it. Yeah. I like, I can just imagine this guy like swimming with it tethered to him and him just drowning up like 30 seconds. <laughs> Trying to drag with the boat. <laughs> well, the, the the game is kind in that sense yeah. as well, in what your character <laughs> kind of gets quite quickly um, mm. within the game to enable a little bit more ease of exploration, kind of within oh. the sea, let's say. And there there are <laughs> kind of extra elements as well. You know how the the boat, how the vehicle kind of transforms as you're using it, and what those different items. Uh, within the boat and their uh, sort of their operations kind of do to allow a little bit of transformation as well. And that was good. Like s- some of that, I'm like, Oh, the boat could do this brilliant. That, that provides uh-huh. me with another level of kind of exploration uh kind of around it. But I think the joy in this game, and I think it's probably the same with far loan sales is when you're just going, when you're just traveling yeah. through the environment, you know, you've, got your sail up the wind is whipping you're going at high speed and you are just traveling and there will just be this crescendo and then the music will just kind of go and just calm and chill and it's just this lovely scene of the character kind of on the boat 20 seconds until something's on fire but it's like (laughs) yeah it's those it's those moments in between the chaos that that yeah really really Mm. elevate the get that kind of game they they do in changing tides lives on that a little bit and those moments are probably closer to sort of 50 or 60 seconds before something then impacts on you so there is there's there's that little bit more of and some people aren't going to want i suppose that from a game to to basically sort of sit back for 60 seconds just go yeah this is this is great And, and you know again you can optimize how fast the the kind of the boat is moving you can have your sail up 
and put it in the right position to catch the wind so it's it's maximum sort of you know how it's unfurled you can then go in and get the engine going so that will boost you that little bit quicker as well so actually for some people some of those moments will only be 30 seconds because you're traveling at a quicker speed than when i'm just like i'm just stood on the deck just i've got my sail out <laughs> i'm just enjoying the kind of the environment um so it's it's a lovely little experience as yeah. uh, uh, you know as the first game uh, was which you can get i think well into it. and it'd be great to speak to the kind of the writer um and sort of creative director uh, about their take on climate change essentially mm-hmm. um because it, it absolutely lives in a world that has just been i suppose you know massively rising sort of sea levels and there's loads of vistas and Areas that you travel through, which are covered in derelict and abandoned uh, boats of all sorts of scales, you know, it's almost kind of a unlike um, water world. Yeah, almost, almost. Yeah. It's almost like a civilization <laughs> just had to go to sea, so they just all built these boats and then had to live on them. But something like else happens. <laughs> Oh man, if Kevin Costner <laughs> turned up just at the end, just puts his thumb up at the end. Hey! Uh, <laughs> Turn it, it, yeah, it But it, 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 it's trying to, I think, convey a, a, you know, a message in there as well, which could very easily be overlooked. You know, every, oh. every game is like, oh yeah, it's post-apocalyptic, isn't it, mate? It doesn't mean anything. It's no <laughs> politics in games. It's fine. It's just something happened. Or reality. Yeah. <laughs> something happened. Everyone's dead, apart from these ten people who travel around on their boats. Um, but I, I think it is trying to sort of say something. And again, not to spoil kind of towards the end of the first game, because uh, I think if you haven't played uh, Lone Sails... Right. Um, okay, you haven't played Lone Sails? I haven't played Lone Sails. Mm-hmm. And when this came out, I was like, oh, I, can't, I, can't, I need to play the first one, don't I? So this, is my question, this was going to be my question mm. to you. Which is, should I do one than the other? Does it matter? Sounds like it doesn't matter. No, it it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Because the first game does what the second game does on a slightly smaller scale. So it's easier to pass. Um, It gives you that language that the game is trying to tell you on a much more limited kind of way. To then mm. bump up to the second game, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have any issue going straight into but the into the second game. Would I appreciate the first? So nor sometimes we have the struggle with sequels where because things are being iterated, you play the later version and then you'll never have the majesty of the f- first version because you'll see the differences of like quality of life or whatever. I'm not getting the vibe that that might happen here, but mm. that was one of my worries. Was like. You both really liked it. It's been on my list forever, and I just didn't get around to it. The sequel makes me want to play it as well. It's on Game Pass, but should I just... Like, if I want to have a good experience with Lone Sales, should I just play that first? I think you could probably play it in either order, Hmm. realistically. I think think you could play the Game Pass one now, and then if you really like it that much, like, go back to loan sales a couple of years later because if it's in your library it's not going anywhere so. yeah i, I have it on my game good old games library for mm. whatever reason 
Yeah. Oh, um, so you've so you've got it sort of on on Steam already? No, GOG. Oh, sorry. Good old games. I'm thinking yeah. of something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I own it. So this is the thing: is I own it, and the second one's on Game Pass, and they're only like a few hours each, right? Yeah. So yeah, theoretically, I could easily come back next week and be like, I liked both of them. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I did just have a quick um, search on Game Pass and I put in loan sales and it's not on there. It's not on there. But but Changing Tides comes up if you put in loan sales. So they've they've tagged that quite nicely on on Game Pass. Yeah, so that was the thing is that what I realized. So I was like, I swear I've seen this in a library before. And I was like, check my Steam, check Game Pass. I'm like, oh. And then I was just like, I haven't looked at my other things. I know I have a copy of this. I got it. Fr- I think I got it free on when Gog used to give when Gog was doing mm. what Epic does. Mm. Um, and I was just like, so I went through all up all of the things, the freaking games library programs, waited for them to update. They updated. They forgot the saved password. I don't fucking remember yeah, the password yeah. I put in there. Go into Google Passwords. I did the whole thing and then found it on GOG, which I haven't touched in a million years. But I forgot that GOG has their beta client, GOG Galaxy. Yes. Which, if you link to all your other things, you only ever have to open up that to see if you own a game because it'll... And I did that one last because I'm not bright. (laughs) Um, But now I'll, I'll remember it. But that's like a... That's a top tip for library management, even if you don't care about GOG necessarily. Being able... So even on my like my, I don't own an Xbox anymore. But like it is, I can tie it to my Xbox account. I know I own that game on Xbox, and that might matter one day. Potentially, I mean, if you want to curate, or you know, you want to remember all of the games that you've kind of played. If I suppose it might just pop up if you've got an achievement in a game, it will say and will be in your you know uh, kind of library. I suppose even mm-hmm. if it's maybe a free game through like gold or something like that. Um, but yeah, a, a Galaxy is a very good idea. Uh, yeah. Whether the... Uh, um, Implementation? Yes. Uh, and Mindshare has been enough for them. Because, yes, as, as you've said, if you want to know whether you've got a game, just go to GOG and it will easily... Or go to Galaxy and it will easily kind of come up if you've linked all of your other accounts. Hmm. Uh, whereas I'm super got, curious no what, what information gathering... They they're because I'm gar- There must be some data mining opportunities that they are using right now as well, right? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, they're taking anyway. us towards the cyberpunk future, so it's probably all integrated in your brain already. Yeah, um, apparently, that game works now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it good though? That is the question. Oh, who knows? Oh. Who knows? Adam, when was the last time you played? Uh, cyberpunk uh years ago i was just say i think maybe the, it came out in like november or december and i played it i played like 60 70 hours of that game maybe more until a broken quest line and a few other bugs so it was just like oh, and the fact that it mm. felt very samey and kind of thin and then i haven't touched it since and i yeah. don't even care if they update it because my problems were kind of Deep core mechanics. Yes, yeah, uh, and which is, I suppose, more than a year ago. Is that a two thousand and twenty game? It came out and end of two thousand twenty, roughly. Wait, uh-huh. was it a pandemic yeah. game? Uh, pass. It, it doesn't. 
It doesn't matter. It was the end of 2020, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah that was one of the reasons why it was delayed. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah. it took me a second. Um, let's move on then from um, Far Changing Tides is the title of the second game in that uh, in that series, which I, I think is, is a big thumbs up for me. Uh, realistically, uh, it's how, a, it's do, a lovely how long did it take you? Uh, about I would say between three and a half and four hours. Um, as mm. I said, I didn't get the trophy for running it quicker than two hundred and ten minutes, um, but oh. I wouldn't imagine I'm that far off that. As we say, I think the first game was about four hours. I think this is probably four hours as well. Um, I could look on I could look on Steam, but I played it on PlayStation, which doesn't tell me how long I've been playing it for. So. Wait, did you buy it? No, I got a review code. Oh, okay. I was like, Thank oh, you to the PR you choose... for the review code. <laughs> I was just like, why Why would you choose PlayStation when it's a Game Pass game yeah. on PC, which you have? Well, as a, I, I suppose as a final point, um, it is, uh, and the reason I asked for it on PlayStation is because it's an easy game for me to play when Evelyn's around. So if she's busy mm. and she's happy just playing... There's like zero violence. It's there's no dialogue, so there's like no swearing. It's just lovely swelling and 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 kind of breaking music. Um, wow. Big vistas, loads of landscapes, kind of easy puzzles. It's nothing that would be a concern if she turned around and was like just watching the screen for thirty seconds or a minute. It doesn't right. matter. Except when the guy gets there and tries to swim and it just drive <laughs> and trips it. Yeah. It's, it's like Sonic. Or the in-betweeners movie when he jumps in the ocean to swim to shore. Like a minute later, they think, we think he's drowning. He's drowning. <laughs> yeah. I haven't thought about oh. the in-betweeners in donkey's years. <coughs> I don't think many people have, great. probably. Oh, um, I, I think about it all the time. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> Brilliant. Let, let's let's move on. Uh, Adol, um you you intimated at the, the the start of the show that you had two games to talk about. One of which we're going to leave to the um, the second half of tonight's recording, and for episode three hundred and twelve, for those of you listening on your podcast service of choice. So, Adol, we'll jump to you for the other game that you want to talk about this week. Yes, I didn't really talk much about it because I'd only played a bit on str- so if we recall a couple weeks ago I played two first looks and we talked a bunch about Martha's Dead and we didn't mm-hmm. talk about Atelier Sophie 2 oh yes the dream of the alchemist oh what is, is this an anime game it is yeah. a very anime game uh, the jerk let me get the alchemist of my the mysterious dream I was very close with my nonsense. That's, um, that is close. Uh, and um, I played it on stream. I think, Ben, you popped in for yep. a bit. It, for a while now, I've been talking about RPGs and wanting to scratch the itch. And that game did. I ended up, I've played 15 hours of that game. Mm-hmm. I, I got uh, maybe more. Uh, I just kept playing it after the stream because it was kind of mindless. The combat was... All right, but it it ain't hard. Like I'm, <laughs> uh, and the plot is okay. Um, and it just like a, I wanted to talk about it because it's kind of like a, if this is your jam, it's a bundle of mediocrity that will still be your jam. Right. Like 
I couldn't say, hey, if you like the idea of crafting, play this game because the crafting system is okay. It's kind of like a neat puzzle-based thing to get your crafting better. And as you explore the world, you get better quality ingredients, and that's how you can make better quality items. And, well, I didn't realize there was a loop of you remake your tools, like certain uh, things in the world need like a scythe or a pickaxe or a slingshot and you or a fishing rod, and you make those and you carry them around, but you can actually remake them as you get better as an alchemist and now you'll get better quality items as a result so there's Mm -hmm. a loop of even without going further in the game you can still get better ingredients if you bother to do that but the game doesn't force you to because and that's sort of the downfall is like yes each person can carry five items um so and some of these items are like elemental bombs. And you're like, oh, and it tells you that guy's vulnerable to this one. Oh, look, it just insta-kills him. It only has four uses till you go back. But you can, there's enough like fast travel <coughs> points that you can easily pick it up, play a bit, run out of MP or not even MP and item uses one or the other. And then be like, ah, I'm done for a bit. Teleport back and you're automatically refill or you spend money that you barely need for anything else uh, to refill your items. And then you go back, and you're like, okay, I'm just slowly going through this plot. There's basically no way to die. There's a few big enemies I can, like, try and kill that for a challenge. But otherwise, I'm just kind of rolling through. And if I wanted to, like, do a marathon session with it, without ever fast traveling, yeah, it would be tough. But mm. th- there's no, it's like, except for loading screens, it's like, okay, I just unlocked a safe point or a fast travel point here. I'll bounce back, dump my items, which I have to, yeah, to get rid of your items into your, like, 10,000 item storage unit unit back home. You just go there, and it automatically empties. And, yeah, you could sell your crappier items that you're never going to use to craft because you're just going to sort based on item quality because then you'll just automatically pick better things. Mm. But that was a lot of effort. So you just end up carrying a bunch of things and have to go back to dump them anyway. if. So then you're automatically healing up your MP and your HP and everything when you go back. So it's just, there's no challenge, but it kills time. And it's, the plot doesn't make sense to me, really. I never played Atelier Sophie 1. That seemed like an interesting plot where you meet a book. Your grandmother was an alchemist, and you want to be an alchemist, and you meet a book. And then throughout that game, you find out that book was an alchemist. And you get them into a doll body, and the doll body is very anime. We'll leave it at that. Mm. In this game, it's like, I wish I could get a human body for my doll body friend. Oh no, a portal happened in front of a random tree, and now my friend's gone. I'm meeting more people, and I've met my friend, but they don't remember who they are because they're from centuries in the past. And then you just have amnesia, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just so anime JRPG bullshit. And mm-hmm. for a while there, that was enough until I found other games. And like, <laughs> you saw the lights. <laughs> well, no, I I wanted to talk about it because sometimes you there's a type of game you like, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't want to replay FF Seven again. Oh, that's what I used to do in the past. Sometimes you want something novel but not challenging, and it's like this confluence of I don't have a lot of time for games. I miss RPGs. I just want to kill time. I like it's. If this wasn't on the Switch, I would never play. Like if if I, we got a PC yeah. review code, nah. The fact is, a Switch can I could put on the table and then like, oh, I can't sleep. Well, I'll just play half an hour of this game, and it's actually half an hour of this game. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but it's it's fine. Like it, it it's the it, it's not expensive. It does all that stuff you want. If you want to optimize min max your gear or your alchemy, it, it's a puzzle game basically. The alchemy is like you have to make something. Here are the ingredients, and then the or here are the things you need, and you have various things that satisfy them. So it'll be like animal bits, and you're like, ah, here's a piece of sheep and a piece of bat. Uh, the piece of sheep has some. It's so you when you make something, there's like a five by five grid. And on mm-hmm. the grid, there are certain icons, which will be elemental. And you, as you grab things from your pile of things that satisfy the thing. So, like, I need an ingot and uh, some uh, some fabric and a, two pieces of animal guts. But these will have each thing I've picked up in the world will have one to four sets of block bricks. They'll be ele- you know, different elemental properties. And what you want to do is get a blue thing on the blue icon for bonus stats and also make lines of of the same color slash element. So basically, you're trying to fill the grid up in the most optimal way such that they're either star bricks or cube bricks. And the star bricks, as if they're attached, you get a bonus. So it's, it's kind of like a match four, but with kind of. even, you know, delving in a bit more with that with, with specific placement of extra bits as well. Yeah. Mm. and the, But the thing is, if you don't want to do that, there's an autofill where the AI does it atrociously, oh, amazing. puts all the things there. Yeah. But like one of the things that's my pet peeve is it generates a board and that board will have certain spaces that'll have certain elements on them. But when you're picking the pieces that you want which will have their own some like you can have an animal bit that's just like water or one that's water lightning and fire Mm. and if i can't see the board and what bonus squares are on essentially i don't know which one of those to pick because actually sometimes the highest quality one isn't great because picking a lower quality one with the right element elements is better and it's kind of clunky because you like fill it in and then have to swap things out as you realize, oh, this board has three lightning squares and I have one lightning thing to do. It'd be way better if I just loaded up with lightning to make sure I hit those bonus squares and link the star bricks and fill as much as possible. Yeah. And is but it gets a higher quality item, but the problem is in combat, I don't really I haven't needed to upgrade the first bomb I ever used. Also I sometimes forget to use the bombs because the combat's kind of fun because you have people in the back line and the front line. And when you you grow tactical points, basically, based on um, winning fights or criticaling, and then you can, instead of using a move, you can swap your someone from the back line to the front line, and they'll both get 15 MP off discount of a move, which basically means their basic move is free. Mm-hmm. So then you, both of them do a basic move on someone, and now they've swapped spots. But I've not. I, I haven't had to grind, and I constantly in the position where I can do that for. I almost. I hate using MP now. I feel like it's a waste because <laughs> if I just if like use physical damage a couple of times, I'll grow at TP, and then I'll get these spells for free. And those spells are strong enough that I rarely need to use the other ones unless there's not a vulnerability. Okay. So there's all these systems that you could totally RPG, 
But actually, I don't even think I think the game kind of could play itself. Mm. And as That's soon as what I, I hate reali- about games, though, they put in all these systems and they don't use them to full effect, or they're too convoluted, or it, or they just don't matter at the end of the day. It's and why that's... I hated The Witcher. Why I think it's a terrible RPG. Like all of that crap in there, and you just slash your sword and roll away. And, that's and so that's my... once I realized that playing that game wrong. No, I wasn't <laughs> playing. Yes, you're right. I was playing it wrong because I was playing it at all. I should have just watch the cutscenes because <laughs> that's all it's good for. A nice wow. fairy tale Slavic story. That's all I, I mean, care about in that game. I yeah. So I just, I just wanted to. The game talk I'm about... playing now really retroactively makes me hate The Witcher. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Just saying. Oh, I mean, we're going to talk about that probably next episode. I assume. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to say that sometimes a game scratches an itch, but the worst part of it was like I'd like the stupid combat math of JRPGs, and this this one's too simple. And so I don't think I'll go back to it, even though I've put this many hours in. And I think I'm on like chapter three of four. Right. Like I'm pretty far in the game. Uh, I looked it up and it's like not that long of a game compared to what it could be. But I don't care about the plot. And now, and Mm. I own the game that Lucy has alluded to that it seems way more fun and challenging and interesting. And the only thing I wish. So. The fact that that game runs on the Steam but, but, Deck and my Steam Deck is now delayed by another X months makes me sad. But like, I it's not a game you can switch your brain off for though. Yeah, so, it it, it scratches what, a different so it itch, but yeah. I feel like it came around along right when I was like, the reason why I kind of impulse bought it was, uh ah, this game has so many mechanics, but they don't really matter, and I this is just a pass the time game that isn't really entertaining me. Ah, shoot. Good thing we got. I got this as a review code. I mean, I never would have played oh. this game otherwise. Oh. I wouldn't. It's not my jam in 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 the way it's. Oh, it is your jam. Well, the, no, I mean JRPGs are, but like this, yeah. it, it does exactly what I would have suspected, which is that it's a light, fluffy, kind of fan servicey at weird points in time that I'm not comfortable with. Like there are outfits. I'm naked on outfits. the anime girls. Is this yeah. why you're playing it in your well, beds on your Switch at night? <laughs> You know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we all uh, like so, to get a bit weird sometimes. Okay, no shame in it. <laughs> it sounds like shame. It sounds exactly like shame. <laughs> anyway, I've lost track of what I, my argument was. Basically, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Game, game, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Um, if 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 you like that type of thing and you like the puzzling and you don't want a challenge, you just want to walk through a story. With with an actual gameplay, like you can't like uh, you can't literally just like hit X X X and then play. It's not like a visual novel. It, there is gameplay, but like for someone who likes RPGs and stuff, it's not. The tactics aren't hard to master. Um, it would be really good if. Well, so this is the problem is because all the weird, creepy fan service is not that great to be like, yeah, oh, give it to a kid. I think that's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Never that's the game I wanted to talk about, and I talked about it. <laughs> that's it. Fair. Should be child abuse. <laughs> Giving a child, uh, giving a minor access to anime. Yeah. Anime um, itself isn't that wrong. Yeah, you know what anime I'm talking. We know what anime you're talking about. Yeah, the anime that starts Pokemon. with an H. <laughs> <laughs> I know Misty in those little shorts. Um, 
<laughs> let's let's finish episode three hundred and eleven <laughs> there. Uh, we'll come to our beers. Can I, can, I, oh. can I quickly talk about a game? Just oh yeah, of course. Please. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd only um, been playing what one thing had consumed you for I, weeks. Well, it's literally because I only played it today. Okay. It's called. Um, it, I I I played a lot of these word games. Um, I always butcher the. Uh, it's from a developer called Lightwood Games, uh, based in the UK, and this is Word Breaker by. Paugi, I think it's Paugi. Uh, never say it right. I think it's that. But it is like Wordle. <laughs> it's basically Wordle on my Xbox. Um, Whoa. I, a lot of these games, a lot of these word games are like Gaps by Pogi, like Word Sudoku by Pogi. Yeah, you've, you've had a we've, lot of we've them. Definitely, we've definitely talked about something by mm-hmm. Pogi before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have. And I, you know, I just, you know, now and then we, I mean, we, us not share our word or things mm-hmm. today, but this is just like another avenue to, for me to play word games um um <laughs> a lot of them were like previously released on like other platforms and have slowly been migrating their way onto playstation and xbox uh word breaker um only released on xbox today it was out on playstation yesterday and i was looking at the press release and i was like have has this been released before? Is this a old game that you know just porting over to the consoles? It's like it seems like uh it isn't and it's a new game from them. And they are definitely riding that wordle train. Yeah. I mean, developer, mm. you know, he's even in his email he's saying, Anyone who's familiar with Wordle, you'll know this, but it it's basically Wordle. <laughs> except that the the words your guesses and your previous guesses Offering at the bottom of the screen rather than the top of the screen. <laughs> That's basically it. Innovation. But, Who says that was dead? Yeah. But you know what? It's more word games. Is it, so, is, yeah, it, it's, it's, is it strict on being five letters every time? Or is it, does it, is it innovate um, in that I've, kind I'm of very, way? Is it six uh, letters occasionally? I'm very early on, so I've only started doing the five letters. So I'd be very interested to do if it, see if it does do like six, mm. maybe seven letters. But yeah. Um, yeah, these games are fun. Um, I always wish there was a dark mode in these games because it's just like bright white. Yeah, um, I mean that's why I play Wordle with dark mode because I yeah, also yeah. Mm. Why did dark mode take so long for fucking computer scientists to? Figure I know out? it's so much better, but but yeah, that's that's Word Breaker by Pogue. I just I think it's funny that you know it, this maybe you know uh, the Wordle. Yeah, not a clone. But it's like they they're catching that way, yeah, and it's yeah, like why not? Um, yeah, right. So. But yeah, that's how. Pogi Pogi got to do what Pogi got to do. Yeah, <laughs> get those that low six figure sum from somebody somewhere. Yeah, no, seven Xbox. figure, seven figure, low seven figure sum. Uh, I mean, yeah. Xbox could give them a low uh, ten figure sum. It wouldn't matter. Doesn't matter to Xbox, does it? No, got fucking loads of money. Um, that's what Bill Gates finds down his sofa. <laughs> uh let's let's talk about beers and to uh finish us. Um Adol, yo you've you've almost just finished. Um, yeah, I was going to say it, the prediction was correct. It's a beer. It tastes good. Uh at by the end of the 3:30, the bit of that dankness um so some of the tropicalness has retreated, some of the dankness has gone forward, but other than that, it's still like Yuku or not, Q or not. 
Um, it's doing its thing. It's lovely. I think it's great. Um, again, if 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 you are a fan of the hop or want to learn about the hop, I think it's a really good um, beer to seek out. If you just like a nice quality, full-bodied Nipa, it's doing one thing but doing that thing really well. Again, single hop, great. And like yeah. it, true to form, three thirty lasted me the hour, and I didn't oh, even talk yeah. the whole hour. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect, perfect. Um, th- this this poly's in a four forty. I mean, uh, I I drank it about finished about ten minutes ago. Um, it it, it kind of acclimatized very quickly. That as I was talking about that kind of floral, slightly more alcoholy kind of note did start to pull back and die down just that little bit. That bitterness that was lovely and, and big at the start, again, started to pull down. You were left more with that fruity, juicy uh, kind of flavour, with those with those elements still there, but just mm. paired back a lot more. At least uh, my, my palate had adjusted to those that little bit more. It was just so easy to drink. Um, you know, as even as I was talking, it was so easy. As Lucy goes, oh, this is what I thought about the thing. Thirty seconds to break in between me talking about changing tires. I'm like, yeah, I will chug a little bit of this, kind of in between it, because it's so easy. And it wants me, invites me back to 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 drink it. Um, Polly's make some excellent beers, and you know, they they churn them out as well. So. <laughs> You will usually find, uh, if your bottle shop uh, stocks polys, you will usually find a new um, beer from them kind of probably every time you go in. And there were a couple of repeats when I went in the bottle shop this time, uh, maybe rebrews of beers from uh, last year. Uh, I think it's the one called The Patternist, um, which I think was a beer from last year, which maybe they've rebrewed. But um, loads of new beers as well. From I've got a couple more mm. in the in the fridge ready for the weekend. Um mm. So yeah, uh, as always, Polly's really good. Um, you can't go wrong almost with any of their nah. their beers. Really. No, nah, you can't. You cannot. And very good prices. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the podcast finishes there for the evening. If you're joining us on the stream, stick around because we're rolling straight into episode 312. And anyone that listens to the podcast, if you want to come along on a little Wednesday evening, uh, 8 o'clock UK time, you can watch both episodes live and join us for some beers and uh, chime in with your comments on the games that we've been playing. Uh, you can get us all at Tanked Up Cast on the socials. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is... Juicy Loose 9. And Adel is... At the Omniarch. And you should all go to outoflives.net to look at various other contributors, thoughts, and occasionally things from us too in uh, more written forms. Or go there to see the video version of this, or even just to listen to the audio on the website if you don't have us on your podcast service of choice. I think that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Like uh, YouTube people. Oh, yes, YouTube. Like, yes. subscribe. Uh, Yes, that's that's too many things. <laughs> for this there week, for this episode, not this week, this episode, we've been tanked up. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net.